Hi friends, I Rochelle Putkar am back on my veranda with a new story, Saturnalia. This story was first published in Open Your Eyes, an anthology on climate change edited by Vinita Agrawal and published by Havakal Publishers. In a review of the book on the Critical Flame website, critic Tabish Nawaz said, Eco-poetry, inspired by environmental degradation and ecological disaster, can be depressing. But there is hope of healing, such as Rochelle Potker's Saturnalia that performs the delicate task of anthropomorphizing the honeybee by skillfully recognizing and not projecting the human attributes on Carlos. Now, who's Carlos? Let's get to know him. Now, we get into the story. Saturnalia Wake up, Carlos, and live. In the hum of the forest, as the foliage spoke itself to silence, drowning its bird chirp and gushing waterfalls, if there was one thing that disturbed the little bee, Carlos, it was the sight of a house. What was it doing in this part of the forest, where there was no other human habitation for miles and miles? Well, one couldn't really call it a house. It was a wooden box with meshed windows, a cage. But still, what was it doing here? Soon Carlos found it was inhabited by a bearded man who was often visited upon by a tribal woman of ebony skin. Over the forest chorus of Mayurbanj, Carlos could clearly hear the love beating in that ebony girl's heart, loud and clear, sometimes overriding the bells and brays and bleats around. This girl wouldn't knock on the bearded man's door, but tiptoe around his box almost every day, peer through his mesh windows and quietly go away. Watching her watch him was good enough distraction for Carlos. In fact, the forest of Mayurbanj was a good enough distraction with its orchestra of twitter, chirap, chirp, simper, coo and purr at different ranges far and near. Waterfowls, whistling ducks, geese, red-crested pochards, gedwals, crested grebes and teals made Carlos forget where he had come from. The worst part of his life, his immediate past Bhubaneswar, from where he had travelled 200 kilometres, carrying the memories of genocide in his wee little heart like an unbearable tragedy, not just of his family, but of other colonies too. All this seemed far away. Mayurbanj was nestled in velveteen green and Carlos flapped his wings, shivered his antennae to his inner voice and music within. Wake up, Carlos, and live. Thank God there were no mobile phone towers for at least another 150 miles. As he hovered lonely over the Manjo, Champak, Rai, Guan, Sal and Bani trees, he wondered about the bearded man. There was something about him. The man who would step out to feed his fowls, 
pull off weeds from the garden, sow seeds and draw water from the well. On the day the rain was severe, Carlos took refuge under a sal leaf, feeling the vibrations of huge drops falling from the sky, clashing with air particles, splashing against the branches, ever ready to crush him. Their sounds were deafening. Carlos couldn't take nature's air raid sirens. He rushed around before another bout of raindrops came crashing down. He spled and flew, muttering, "Ah!" I only ever liked the rain from my hive. The bearded man was sliding shut his door against the gush of the same torrent when Carlos dived into his house through the door and landed on his dining table. Oh, that was close, said Carlos, wriggling off his wetness. Today I would have died either from the rain or your door. The man looked around. startled then squinted who's there his voice was gruff it's me here carlos carlos waved from near a teacup on the table the man looked at him and shook his head what really yeah i can talk if i want to shrugged carlos seriously i learned enough of it by listening to you humans How long does it take to pick up unrhythmic waves anyway, eh? It's like singing out of tune and you humans talk so much the whole day long in the most unmelodious tones, destroying the peace of every species on earth. Why do you talk so much? What is it that you are trying to get by with your talking? Wait, it's you who are talking right now, said the man widening his eyes. A bee unimaginable he shook his head again i thought i had left all this madness behind what madness the bearded man put a pinky finger into his ear and drummed it he shook his head as if he needed to shrug off something and began wiping the table with a damp cloth again carlos flew to the refuge of a net window i might be going mad now after all these years listen to the dead pitch of silence or hear a bee talking he chuckled His laugh had a melody, a rhythm, a strange sad ring in it. It resonated through the house, making Carlos sad and suddenly famished. "Hey, wait, don't take away that cup. I could do with some melted sugar." Before the bearded man Karthik could lift the cup, Carlos dived into it and slurped the milky sugar at its bottom. "Ah, feeling better now," said Carlos, coming out onto the rim. Karthik stopped shaking his head. He blinked. Carlos fluttered his wings, matching Karthik's blinks in the exact beats of a new friendship. Karthik smiled and walked to the kitchen with the cup. So why aren't you out sucking nectar, dear bee? Because you're that intelligent that you need to talk to a human to show off, is it? Carlos knitted his brows and looked around. And you live alone here in this house? Karthik shrugged and gave Carlos a stern look. Buzz off, inquisitive bee. I have nowhere to go. Carlos thought of the genocide. The memory was never far. The waves of radiation widening their orbits from a mobile network tower, 
sweeping and sweeping like an invisible tsunami. He saved only because he had lost his path back to the hive on that fateful day, being the absent-minded fellow that he was. Why? Where's your hive, intelligent bee? said Karthik, walking outdoors. The storm had ebbed. Carlos followed him as he began axing logs of wood. My home is no more. What do you mean? said Karthik, removing compost from a bin, spreading it over the garden bed. The soil smelled of cauliflower, papaya, ladyfinger, tomato and chilli seeds. Karthik took off his t-shirt as he pulled out some more weeds. We used to live happily in a hive of 60,000 bees. We were burdened by duty and hunger, but stuck together by love and laughter. Then came those waves, destroying our cognition. We soon began losing our way to the flowers or to the hive. Soon my family members began dropping dead, just like that. Karthik stopped what he was doing and looked up. You humans, what do you talk about so much? The ozone layer is still depleting, rivers are still drying, forests are still disappearing. Maybe you should have just kept shut and let us live. We can live well with everything around us. Every flower, plant, insect, even mud. Carlos's voice quivered as a veil of darkness came over Karthik's face. I'm sorry, I rarely lose my composure, but don't ever ask me about my hive. I won't sing a song and tell you about it. The silence of the forest interluded between them. I have not seen a mobile phone in decades now, said Karthik slowly, feeding the goats. It feels peaceful. He put on his t-shirt. I'm sorry about those stars, but you know, I got off the grid years ago, so you are talking to the wrong person. Carlos wiped his face. Why have you never gone back? Which city did you come from? Ah, now you are asking me those questions. So you like this wildlife? Close to lions, eh? A thrill? Do you have a rifle in case? It would be better to end my life with a lion than a man. Why? Promise you won't tell anyone? Carlos shook his bottom. Karthik smiled. Even if you do, no one's going to believe a talking bee, okay? I ran away. I murdered someone 15 years ago. Why? It was in a fit of rage. This person, my uncle, was... I don't know, but I think he raped me when I was small. Then later, I had other things to deal with. No jobs, money problems, girlfriends gone wrong, everyone's noise. One night, I smashed a vase into his nagging face, stabbed a shard into his neck. It took just five minutes and I ran away. I didn't expect a court of strangers anyway to understand what I had done. Oh, so you will have no qualms in killing me too. Karthik laughed and Carlos joined in that quivering, hearty vibration. <laughs> it feels nice confessing all this to air, you know. Now, finally, 
otherwise i wouldn't have uttered this to myself even in my dreams hey i'm not air so the police law didn't track you down how could they this part of the forest has no network coverage not even people come here this is the perfect haven in 15 years all i had was the company of thunderstorms once this roof flew away once a wolf stared at me when i woke up in the morning from the veranda these years have otherwise been peaceful in fact a snake bite once reminded me so much of the lsd i used to take in delhi carlos smiled the dusk had arrived blushing the sky into a crimson bronze come inside mosquitoes as big as dragons will come by soon so you are as alone as me yes and thankfully not in jail with the punishment passed by some crazy people no matter what you would never expect them to understand an abuse you have no memory of just a strong gut feeling who has really understood vibes and invisible crimes also this is too personal is injustice different for different people carlos thought of his hive we would dance you know this way then that he waggled his butt 90 degrees to the right then 90 degrees to the left when not foraging life was one big hive party i remember the day i was appointed from nurse to forager into the nectar finding tradition so many friends and family had come to guide me over my first flight path what are you going to do with your life now asked kartik chopping vegetables near the stove uh, a phd in flora i've always loved plants always wanted to study flowers not just draw nectar out of them that's work must thank this forest only here away from the car honking the land drilling clanking banging and screeching i could hear my inner voice and true calling so you have something to fill the rest of your life with eh and keep you busy you're doing better than me said kartik stirring the vegetables over the wooden fire stove why you too can get married have children who's that girl with the ebony skin the way her heartbeat echoes the other sounds in the air get dimmer she likes you so much kartik slumped onto the sofa with a plate of sorted vegetables but didn't say a word as he watched carlos i'm sorry to intrude i only meant good never mind if you ran off from that murder you didn't run away from living did you i had to leave my home or i would die there's a difference kartik bit into the familiar crunchiness of food then said sorry i have not taken advice from anyone for so long used to making my own decisions solving my own shit standing up to my own demons but you have a point i haven't come off love of this grid even one's own wilderness should have a limit kartik looked intently at carlos trying to find his irises for an eye contact you can have a new hive too buddy there are no super efficient mobile towers here in quite a distance the next morning carlos found a crucible of melted sugar awaiting him near kartik who was having his omelet sipping his tea he dived in so tell me how long have you been ignoring her 
and what's her name kartik's face broke into a smile i'm not used to talking about this but let's try i like her but i'm not sure of an entanglement with humans anymore i've heard she did not marry broke off two engagements her father sometimes comes over to chop wood for me she's waiting for you you know that the tremor of a heartbeat oh you could never hear these things in the city's traffic and congestion but in ambiances and pulsations here you can heed her heart beats in ripples for you it can reach the moon don't you feel it at all kartik nodded and laughed silently but first get rid of that unruly beard how are you going to even kiss her kartik whacked carlos and he flew to the other side of the room that's too personal eh i'm sorry D- did i hurt you no it's okay too personal what the beard or the kissing my beard of course come on come here before i die with your slaps let me teach you something kartik walked up to carlos follow my moves 90 degrees this way 90 degrees that way carlos wriggled his bum and kartik imitated him <laughs> what does this mean carlos chuckled when your nectar source is near you should do this dance kartik ran after carlos with his hand raised i will kill you today's your last day yes you murderer but remember always wiggle perpendicular to the sun we call this the waggle dance who else will inherit it from me if not you not anyone from my hive no kartik stopped short his smile dropping kartik and bani eventually married it wasn't that difficult silence was enough to convey what speech had failed to do as kartik touched her shuddering body it was the air grazing the leaves surfaces the breeze rippling the river's skin the rain swaying wet foliage waterfalls seeping silently into rivers it was the sun's yoke disappearing into the vulva of gray clouds birds bursting through the sky carlos moved his bedroom to the balcony the couple needed their privacy as soon as the summers were in he set on his trail to catch the aromas of wild flowers and plants he archived so much that he had to summon his mind to expand memory to widen his olfactory senses and infrasonic range the waves were clear and he heard low frequencies of what karthik could never hear the visiting heartbeat of his unborn child all around them nature ripened in her soil trees fruits and flowers in the barks and the ripple of crisp dusk and the continuous whir of the green saucer opening up toward the sky carlos began longer journeys into the foliage now many a days he would stray too far away from home but get closer and closer to archiving all the flowers and plant knowledge in this kingdom of mayurbhanj he visited kartik occasionally now just once a month it was difficult to fly back the wider and wider the flora spread 
Carlos would curl at the edge of every sunset on any sturdy leaf, welcoming him to rest his limbs. Barney was pregnant now, in her fifth month. Carlos could hear the fetus's upsurge of joy and life harmony. Even its little heartbeat was stronger in its song than the drumroll of thunder in the sky. It in itself could call for rain on a winter afternoon. You have rebuilt your home. It's beautiful. Yes, I'm happy enough now to think of beauty and art. Earlier, I was so messed up. How's your study going on? Karthik watched Carlos slowly gobble off his portion of melting sugar. Nice. I have archived all the flora of the jungle. I feel a sense of accomplishment. I can go now. A sense of deja vu. Flaps of wings keep visiting me. I have achieved my dream. I never believed in the hierarchy. The pyramid based on biological functions. Queens, soldiers, workers, nurses, foragers, drones. <laughs> you know, I was the one who always got lost on the way back to the hive. Always the one meandering, gallivanting, the curious one. The way I would get scolded afterwards. Your life's not over, Carl. Come, let me show you something. Karthik led Carlos to the back of his house. It had been cleared of brambles and filled with mud to even out a pit in the ground overlooking the valley. There... A buzz was a sprawling farm of hives, with bees diving in and out of their chambers like an organized, whizzing uprising. Carlos was stunned. Watching the sudden civilization of Tintinabulum, old memories came flooding back. He cried. Thank you, Carl, for everything. Now Carlos was happy to stay at home, in the corner of a sal leaf, on the outskirts of Karthik's backyard veranda closest to where he could see the thriving bee empire. With his aging eyes, he saw how the sun melted into honey in each of these hives. Time was secreting out of him in slow movements of breaths, stealing out of his body, until one day it came to a standstill. That day his vibrations moved out of his limp body in a waggle dance, 90 degrees to the right, 90 degrees to the left, and went up the hills towards the cloud that flickered with fresh rain water. Carlos could see everything in a speck, Karthik's and Bani's house, sensing their tearing eyes, the unbearable beats of their unimaginably pained heavy hearts. He could hear the beating of Barney's fetus, louder from this height that he had never been to before. He moved higher and higher over his dearly studied foliage that grew smaller and smaller into a bowl of pitch green salad, like what Karthik would always eat. Its song a final rich, dense bird chorus and hymn, resounding into the prolonged skies that could outdo 
any man-made cacophony. Then the hurricane of silence descended. Saturnalia Friends, you can read more of my stories in my collection Bombay Hangovers, which you will find on Amazon. Don't be shy to drop in a review on Amazon or Goodreads for other readers. I must mention, I will also be reading from Bombay Hangovers at the Emirates Airline Literature Festival 2022, February 12th, 4-5pm to 5 PM at Hilton, Al-Habdur City. It's in a session called Desi Drama. Kind attention to my new friends in Dubai. I will have a few print copies of the book for you. Sign up for this event via the link in the description and see you then next week. Signing off now, your friend in the house, Rochelle Potkar.